Hello and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast by the Gay Men's Brotherhood where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. We are your hosts. We have Matt Lancetel. He is a counselor and facilitator specializing in healing and empowerment. We have Reno Johnston, who is a spiritual life, love, and business coach. And I am Michael Diario. I'm a wellness coach specializing in sexuality, relationships, and self-confidence. We each have our own private practice, but in this podcast, we're sharing all of our best stuff. And today, we're going to explore a more playful and flirtatious side of ourselves in an episode we're calling Boy Crazy. Some of the questions we'll be reflecting on together today are, what kinds of guys are you typically attracted to? And are there any specific traits that make your heart flutter? How do you express your feelings to guys you're interested in? And how do you handle unreciprocated feelings? All right, so a reminder for our viewers and listeners out there, we'll be continuing this discussion in the last Thursday of the month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout. This is where we give you guys a chance to share your own thoughts on the topics we discuss here. So you can join us in the private uh, Facebook group, Gay Men's Brotherhood, and check out the events tab. Or if you get on our mail list, we will send you the Zoom link on the day of the event. Reminder that this podcast and YouTube channel are listener and viewer supported. So if you enjoy what we're creating here, you can support us by making a donation using the link in the show notes. You can also subscribe to get early access to episodes on Apple Podcasts. All of your support helps us to continue making content and supporting our community. So we thank you very much in advance. And if you're looking to accelerate your personal development journey, check out our coaching collection. It includes two courses, Healing Your Shame and Building Better Relationships, plus over 45 premium personal development coaching videos on topics such as body confidence, relationships, self-confidence, and community. Head over to GayMenGoingDeeper.com for more info. All right, so here we are, boy crazy. Uh, let me preface this by saying the, the the theme of the month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood this month is attraction. So we have some really juicy, fun episodes coming up for you. I'm particularly looking forward to, I think, two weeks from now, we've got a good one coming up. Um, so what we're doing this month is paying homage to that part of ourselves that experiences intense romantic or sexual attraction, sometimes <laughs> to the point of being preoccupied or infatuated. So anyone who's had a crush before knows what I mean. You may find yourself captivated by someone in particular. Maybe you don't know why or how this happens, but they are, when you're around them, you have this very peculiar excitement when you're, when, when you're around them. Uh, interactions with them leave you with a sense of euphoria that lingers for hours and days afterwards. Um, if you're like me, every little notification on your phone becomes this hopeful anticipation that it could be them. Uh, thoughts of them constantly occupy your mind, even when you don't want them to be. Your heart flutters a little bit. Your mind spins. It feels like a strange excitement, a strange a mixture of excitement and nervousness. Two sides of the same coin, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, you're drawn to this possibility of something more. It's fun and exciting. But then on the other hand, you're so afraid of being vulnerable and then revealing these true feelings and it not going your way. This... Mm -hmm is what it feels like to have a crush. Even just talking about it, I got myself all excited. <laughs> <laughs> My heart's fluttering. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So now just quickly, you viewer listener, maybe 
thinking, if this show is called Gay Men Going Deeper, why are they talking about such frivolous things like crushes and being boy crazy? So I'm going to just share with you my opinion on this. You could take it or leave it. I would say this is actually not a frivolous topic, and I'll tell you why. At the core, what we're talking about here is attraction and desire. We're talking about emotion. We're talking about connection. And we're mm -hmm. talking about the most real human experience at its most raw. And that is exactly what this podcast is about. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that lens on it, let's jump into our first question because I'm super excited to get into it with you guys. So the first question is, what kinds of guys are you typically attracted to? And are there any specific traits that make your heart flutter? Now, I have some ideas in my mind for both of you, but I'm, I'm going to let you guys answer it and see if I'm right. Um, and I want to start with Matt today. Hey. Yeah, good intro. I like that. And I, I agree with you. I think it's important to have this conversation and it's not frivolous. I think um, it's an important conversation. So um okay so I thought about this this morning I was and I was I was actually in a lot of gratitude for this because I don't do journaling really I'm a very introspective person um but every week I get an opportunity to sit down with like you know three or four questions and really really go into like what is going on for me so this really is my journaling practice and then I get to share it live with you guys and then obviously the broader audience but it doesn't really feel like that it feels like I'm just talking with you guys <laughs> Um, so I wrote down three things to answer the first question very directly. What kinds of guys are you typically attracted to? And I would say there's three categories of attraction that I have. And one would be um, masculinity. So I'm very drawn to masculine energy. And by that, I mean, yes, the physical um, attributes of, of masculinity, even the gender of masculinity I'm attracted to. Um, and then the, the, the energy of masculinity um i'm very drawn to so the presence the groundedness the rootedness in, in in oneself confidence these sorts of things the doer energy i'm very very much drawn to that um and then usually like athletic guys but not necessarily jocks i think that might be like a stereotypical attraction in our community is like guys that have abs and pecs and big arms and they're muscular and like so for me it's not so much that but it's like a guy that uses his body and so that could be in all different forms. It could be jujitsu, it could be hockey, it could be whatever, but I like athleticism um, in the sense of they they have power and confidence in their body um, in some form. And then the last one would be like new age, spiritual, like hippie kind of guy. <laughs> so if I could blend all three of those, like a guy with like kind of like hip, hippie vibe, um, that was like athletic and kind of had, you know, maybe he's like a yoga guy and has like a really nice yoga body. Um, and then he's also really masculine. Like that would be kind of like my ideal, my ideal dude. But to take it one step further, um, I put it, I broke it down into kind of three or four categories. So physical, emotional, mental, and sexual. Um, and these are the things that I came up with. So um, within masculinity, like the things I'm really drawn to in masculinity are um, like a rugged, like ruggedness. Um, so it's like they're ruggedness for me is kind of like, a, like get your hands dirty kind of thing, like just rugged, you know what I mean? Like blue collar construction worker kind of guy. <laughs> for some reason I'm drawn to that. Um, deep voice. I like a guy with a deep voice. Um, he might be into the outdoors um, and sports. Um, he's handy. 
So he knows how to build things and work with his hands. And I've said this before on the podcast, but I like big hands. Like it's just something. And it's funny because I had, I must've read these questions last night. And then I had a dream last night and I was with my best friend in the dream and there was a guy and he was super sexy and he had big hands. And I kept like trying to nudge her to be like, Oh my God, look at his hands. They're so big or something like that. So I just thought that was really interesting um, that that came through. Um, uh, and other things within physical would be like a country boy, like that sort of energy, like um, rural kind of, you know, like kind of innocent doesn't like go to like the urban parties and things like that. That's something I'm drawn to. Um, taller than me. I definitely like a guy that's taller than me. Um, kind eyes, um, nice teeth. I like a guy with nice teeth, like clean, um, like clean mouth, that sort of thing. Smells good. Um, and then one thing that's, that's for me, that's I'm really drawn to is the way that a guy carries his body and especially his walk. So it's, I can't really describe what that's like. Everybody has a very different walk, uh, but there's some that I'm very drawn to, um, in, in the way that they move. Uh, maybe it's the way their hips move or something like that. But when I see a guy walk and I'm really attracted to that, it's like, a, it's a big, big arousal or an attraction for me. So those are some of the physical traits, um, emotional for me. It, and this is probably, I would say the biggest area for me, it's like the biggest area of attraction for me is as emotional. So I like a guy who's sensitive. Um, and I mean that in the sense of emotional sensitivity, but also like just sensitivity to me is like being highly attuned to yourself and your environment. That's an aspect of sensitivity. So somebody that's very, very attuned to themselves, their environment, and they're sensitive to other people, they're thoughtful. Um, so there's a, there's an element of sensitivity that's really drawn, draws me in. Um, obviously emotional availability. Um, I'm demisexual. So if you ain't available emotionally, you ain't going to be, uh, you ain't going to get my, my juices flowing, <laughs> um, kind. And this, again, this is part of the demisexual thing and also the sensitivity. So when a guy's very sensitive and very in tune with himself and he's kind, and I see him doing kind things, it causes arousal for me. Um, tend to be more drawn to introverted guys, um, but it's not a deal breaker for me, but I, I like introversion in the sense of um, they tend to usually have a good relationship with themselves and they can be independent. And I'm also not a huge fan of like doing a ton of extroverted things like going to parties and being around large groups. So to have a partner that was like wanting to always draw me into those things, it probably, I don't know, I wouldn't really like that a lot. Um, and then vulnerability is such a huge thing for me. Um, like being able to talk about their fears, their insecurities, um, their needs, their desires, their fantasies, like just being able to really show up and expose themselves is, is really important. Um, and then mental. So I am sapiosexual as well. So somebody who's intellectually stimulating. So they want to talk about ideas and, you know, they want to build things together and, and these sorts of things. And they're always like forward thinking and talking about our future together. And, and these sorts of things is something I'm really drawn to. Um, so they would enjoy deep and meaningful conversations. Um, but I will also say, because I'm introverted, I also like a guy that can be in silence and stillness together for long periods of time. Like maybe we're, you know, sitting on the couch, hanging out and we're just, we don't have to talk for hours. We can just be in each other's energy. That's um, something. And then, uh, so curiosity is also a really big intellectual stimulator for me. So asking a lot of questions, I'm naturally a really curious person. So um, being inquisitive, you know, people asking me questions and wanting to learn about me is something really, and that's actually how I show love and show like my crushes that I'm into them is I'm, I'm very curious about their life and want to know about, about them. Um, 
And then the last one I have here, so sexual. So again, being demisexual, sapiosexual, it's very important for me uh, in order to be attracted or have arousal, like that the gateway to my arousal and attraction is through my, my head and my heart. Um, so those things are very important to me. And then this is, this one's funny. So I, I wrote down geeky and freaky. So I love this contrast. Okay. So a guy that is like, has a geeky presentation and maybe he's into like, kind of like, you know, and I use geeky with air quotes, everybody's going to have their own definition of what that is, but like quirky, geeky, just like not, you know, and then in the bedroom, they're very wild and naughty. And like that, so for me, that contrast is such an attraction. Um, so I never rule out geeky guys. I'm always like, mm, what's behind that, that door, <laughs> you know, um, tops for sure. Um, I'm definitely drawn more to, to a guy who's a top, um, handsy, like a guy that is uses his hands a lot, wants to touch me a lot, uh, those sorts of things very drawn to. And then I wrote down gently dominant. I'm not into like SNM. I don't like dominant guys who like to power over with ego, but like gently dominant, like they're like, they lead with their heart and their dominance. Right. And they want to like secure and protect and like hold and, and that, and that can translate to like some really interesting sexual energy too. When a guy is able to use his dominance uh, from a heart centered place. So yeah, it felt good to think about these things this morning because I'm also like in this energy of cultivating this in my life. So I was like, ah, oh, this is me having a relationship with the universe saying, yeah, bring me these things. This all feels good to me. So you're thank you for so the questions. <laughs> yeah, no, don't DM me. <laughs> <laughs> you will though. Like, you will. They'll be like, no, no, it's me. You just subscribe me. I swear. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I want to just reflect something as you were describing the, 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 the first part. Um, yeah. I would see you that way. Kind of athletic kind of spiritual mm. obviously like all those things you're describing masculine deep voice i'm like yeah that's matt yeah. <laughs> so that, that definitely sounds like you well you know what's interesting too is the sign of the gemini is the twin sign and they say we're always looking for our twin like the person yeah. that like kind of completes the other half of us because gemini's tend to come into the world like half and then they're, we're, we're looking for our balance right um so doesn't surprise me yeah, yeah. marina how about you what uh what kind of guys are you typically attracted to what makes your heart flutter well, they first of all, Matt, that was very uh thorough and specific. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And He's calling like, it in. He's calling yeah, it in. I'm right? calling it in. Yeah. I know, yeah. And uh and I appreciated it because it gave me some things to like it's like, oh, I forgot that piece, or like, oh, that's a piece I hadn't considered. So thank mm. you for that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um so well, I'll start by saying, um, <clears throat> someone I respect and enjoy and cherish and someone who enjoys respects and cherishes me I think like like point blank that feels really important um there's there are a few archetypes that really stand out to me and so <clears throat> one of them is Andrew Schultz now he's a comedian and if if like oh yes feel, i know feel free is. feel free to tag him like i know he's taken <laughs> but you can just let him know that like i see i see you andrew um, i'm looking it up i'm looking it up yeah isn't he straight he's straight and yeah, he's yeah, married yeah. too i think and he's right? so funny he's but, hilarious. but but this is the thing like this guy is hilarious 
He's mm-hmm. like smart. Uh-huh. He's tall. He's sexy. And I think most importantly, like this is a big thing for me is like when I can see myself just like having a good time with someone, yeah. I'm like, that's hot. Um, And, you know, like no shade, like he's like, he's handsome, but he's also like this sort of tall gangly man, you know? Um, but I, I just find his confidence and his wit yeah. and like, he's he's intellectual but he's also like funny and doesn't take himself too seriously and i feel like he could just really hold his own in life at large and that's like really hot to me um i'm sure he could chop wood right but i feel like it's not something he's like like if we were stuck on an island together like he could hold it down you know and and yet, like I'm sure he's not actively chopping wood. Like the dude's like a city, a city boy, right? Yeah. Um, but for some reason, there's something about this guy. Like there's many qualities about him that seem to like fit this archetype. Another person who I'm really hot for is um is Kevin Hart, also mm. a comedian, also mm-hmm. really smart, also business oriented. Yeah. Um, you know, he works out too. So does Andrew. Um, and like, and he's funny and I could just see us having a good time together and also like building together. Um, and that's really attractive. And then, and then my last one, I don't know a lot about this guy, but like Odell Beckham Jr. He's a football mm. player mm. and um, the guy's super hot, great style. Um, you know, he like, I, he, he strikes me as someone who has um, really great personal hygiene as well. I would say that about all three of these guys, in fact, because personal hygiene, huge for me. Like, yeah. I have to like the way you smell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's important to me that you take care of yourself. I'm not saying that, like, you need to be going and getting, like, manicures and pedicures and fucking lineups, like, every week or something, right? But if that's your thing, that's great. But just, like, someone who takes care of themselves you know like wash your ass um (laughs) brush your teeth like you know um maybe maybe deodorant like maybe but not necessarily because if you have a good diet and i like the way you smell like i've been with some dudes who don't wear deodorant and i'm like i will bury my face in that shit you know (laughs) um because it smells good and i think i've learned that that's also a sign that i know someone's a fit is like if I like the way they smell, it's weird. But if I don't like the way you smell, like we're probably not going to be together. I'll be honest. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And like, and I don't think it's like a cologne. Like, I don't think it's a like put on deodorant or cover it up with cologne thing. I think it's like a pheromone thing. But I just, I, I learned that with this last guy I was spending time with. Um, I was like, damn, I didn't realize how important smell was to me until we start spending time together. And this mm. guy's like this sort of backwoods type, um, but he smelled so good. I just like loved mm. smelling him. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Um, so also like, you know, I said humor, intellect, emotional and spiritual intelligence and sensitivity, um, strength in body, mind and spirit. Uh, someone who's cheeky, witty, mischievous, like, you know, those all fall under a similar umbrella for me. Um, someone who's curious and like 
and has a degree of openness is really important. Hmm. Um, compassion. That's a big one. Sense of adventure. Also a big one. Connection and relationship to God and spirituality that needs to be there. And it's not like, I'm not saying you have to wake up every day and meditate and like, you know, all that shit, but just like, I'd love a guy who like uses God in his vocabulary. Like that'd be great. Like, and even better if we could like, maybe I don't go to church all the time, but I'd be open to like going, doing something of that nature with, you know, the man I'm attracted to. Um, Cool. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's funny because it's just it's there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't talk about it a lot though. Um, grounded and stable, masculine, um, and also connected to their feminine, but like a leading the leading energy would preferably be a masculine one. Yeah. Um, but I I don't discriminate, you know, because there have been some like feminine types who just they really own it. And I find that really attractive and it throws me into my masculine and I'm totally comfortable being in that space, but I'd say masculine is my preference. Um, And then I think I, I've written something here about how I like a guy who's, you know, like six feet tall, like either end on the inside and outside, you know? So like, I like someone like Kevin Hart, for example, like he's shorter, right? But the guy's like 10 feet tall on the inside and that's Mm. hot, you know? And genuinely, like, I don't think he's like walking around like trying to be, Um, he just embodies this like, you know, this like bigness on the inside that exudes outward. And to me, that's hot. So you could be like five, seven, like me. And I'm cool with it if you're like, walking through the world you know with Mm. like upright um big nose big hands big feet you know (laughs) you know um (laughs) um, because i have this image of my guy like smacking and rubbing on my ass like on the beach or like in the kitchen like i love when i'm at the kitchen sink or like i'm cooking dinner and like he just walks in and gives me a smack on the ass you know (laughs) or like just wraps his hands and his arms around me while I'm like standing Mm. at the counter or something like that and just gives me a nice squeeze I'm like oof yes um yeah yeah I think I think that's I think that's essentially it I think I've covered it yeah. You guys are both turning me on here with these descriptions. I hope so. so I thorough. Hope so. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> and Reno, are, are your DMs open? Because I'm sure you're also going to get a bunch of DMs now. Well, too. okay. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. They're open. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. You guys are so thorough. So I, I, I took this question in a slightly different approach because we decided what last week that this was the topic. Like we just yeah, decided this thank really you, Michael. recently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So this week, knowing that we we're going to be talking about it, I thought, okay, I'm going to go through my week mm-hmm. thinking about crushes, because um, that's kind of mm-hmm. how we had talked about it. So instead of like all these wonderful descriptive words that you guys used about your attraction, which by the way, you know, for the record, I'm going to just say yes to all of that. Like all that was so good. And I'm, I'm going to put my stamp on that too. But I kind of answered it from like, what kind of guys do I find myself like crushing on? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how I'm going to answer it. Cool. Yeah. And I know that this is cliche, but I don't have a type. Like, I don't have a narrow type. It's easier for me to say what I don't like than what I do, because it could be 
lots of different kinds of people. Um, so I was at a, um, an event on Saturday at a nightclub. So I'm like, okay, let's see. Let's see who catches my eye. And my eyes were more drawn to, and I'm not too surprised about this, my, my heart kind of flutters for the guys who blend in, like they're not the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not typically the ones that you would think someone's eyes would be drawn to, but that's where my eyes go. My eyes go to where the other ones don't kind of thing. So kind of the more shy guys or the way I perceive them as maybe shy, um, definitely guys who kind of look nerdy. There's a guy wearing this like super like kind of geeky shirt, like that had some kind of graphic on him. Like, oh my God, that is so cute to wear at a gay bar. Um, glasses, love glasses, uh, kind of sweet, sweet boys. Like they, they look humble. Uh, they're still sexy, of course, but they, they kind of blend in and who knows, like Matt was saying, like, who knows in the bedroom what they're like, but they kind of mm. just have this, not like more meek, I would say, like, especially in the context of a nightclub. Um, also big noses was something I noticed like, Oh, all these guys that I'm looking at have big noses. So that's interesting. Hmm. And like a, a shy asymmetrical smile. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, like something just the way they smile, kind of like off balance a little bit makes yeah. I'm very turned on by that. Um, yeah. And also, not that I have any size preferences whatsoever, but I do tend to like more than most because you guys both said like they need to be tall. I'm I have nose. Like if they're like five six five five, that's hot. That's fine mm. for me. Or they could be six three. Um, that's yeah. fine for me too. But I I tend to like shorter guys more than I would say the average man does. Hmm. so that's at a nightclub um that was on saturday then i was at the gym so <laughs> this is a bit of a different one this is where i actually do have crushes because i go to the gym regularly so i see the same kinds of people over yeah. and over again and i do have gym crushes um and there's a lot of i know there's a lot of you that listen to this podcast at the gym uh, so maybe you're listening um so there's guys i see there often and like when I make eyes with them, like when I see them there, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a good day today. Like they're here or here at the same time. <laughs> but I get so excited. Like I feel like a schoolgirl, and this is how I know it's a crush. Cause I'm like, Oh, they're here. This is fun. Um, yeah. And then like, it's especially, you know, my heart flutters, especially hard. If they give me the like head nod, like sup or Hey, yeah. or like, if we're just, we just catch eyes or something. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> you noticed me. <laughs> Uh, oh, and then don't amazing. even don't even get me started if we're like in the locker room beside each other if we happen to just be changing at the same time oh girl like i gotta just hold everything down to... yeah <laughs> yeah i gotta hold everything down because it's coming up so Oof. those kinds of guys are kind of like what you guys have described like you know they, they have a swagger is a good word that i would use it, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a physical type because they could be <clears throat> young old short tall muscular not muscular doesn't really matter it's that way they carry themselves um, with yeah. confidence and swagger. Um, those are generally the, the types that I find myself drawn to. But yeah, yeah I definitely got some gym crushes for sure. <laughs> yeah. I want to add not performative swagger either. Yeah. Like the performative swagger, like the ego swagger. Ugh, if I'm so mm. turned off by that, but it's just like organic, natural confidence. Like they just have that. And it's an energy. You can feel it and you can feel when people are performing it. From, at least yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I go to a gym that's there's a lot of gay guys, but there's a lot of straight guys, and it's really hard to tell. And that is a bit of a turn on. Well, a lot of a turn on for me is like the mystery of ooh, are they? Do I have a shot here, or do I not? But that's kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. hot. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I love that. 
If I, I ran so into you at the gym, Michael, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so for sure. I haven't met you in person yet, but I, I I know that we have that mischief thing in common, and we would get into some mischief. I think so. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah, actually, the three of us do. I'm mischievous yeah. as well. Oh, it just I takes feel a that. bit to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. And actually, yeah, you've seen it. going going back to your, I was thinking about this, Matt. When you're talking about your walk, you have a you have a unique walk. I think it's sexy, like because mm. you're you've got a butt. Yeah. Guys, guys for listening, you're getting really excited. Matt's got a really nice butt. And so when he walks, it like it flows really nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. Thanks, ass. Michael. Yeah. That's got ass. ass you know what's funny? And calves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are my my assets for sure. Um I used to I used to not let my butt do that. Like so when I was younger, I was mm -hmm. walking. I think I shared this story, but I don't I can't even remember. Maybe it wasn't even on this podcast, but um when I was probably 15, 14, 15, I was walking and my friends were behind me. I used to hang out with a lot of girls and they would be like, look at, and I wasn't out at this time either. They're like, look at Matt's hips move when he walks. He, uh, he walks like he's gay or something like that. And I was like, oh, like right away, I was like, okay, correct that. And I started walking with like no flow in my hips. And I started to get a lot of hip pain and lower back pain. Um, so yes, I'm glad my hips were back to being yes. flowy. <laughs> Let them flow. Let them flow. Yeah. All right, mm. guys, let's talk about how we express these feelings to, to people mm. that we crush on. So, mm -hmm. yeah, let's start off with Matt. So how do I express my feelings to guys that I'm interested in? So I am a very direct. Um, I'm a direct communicator. I say exactly what's going on for me, and I've always really been like that. So um, I will just say, like, yeah, I'm I'm into you. I'm crushing on you. Um, it's interesting because I feel a little bit, like, new being back to this because for the last while I haven't and like years I haven't really had many crushes and I haven't had a lot of desire I've been doing a lot of deep healing work and it's almost like my my libido went a bit dormant and now it's starting to come back online again and it's like so this I do feel like a new person coming and meeting this again so it's like really interesting but yes very direct um very curious like I said prior I, I would always ask a ton of questions I take a very strong interest in People, I have very, very strong eye contact when I'm into somebody. Like I'll, I'll like make sure that they know, like I'm very into them, um, giving them a lot of attention, uh, a lot of time, a lot of my energy. Um, I text a lot um, with somebody that I'm into. Um, that's like sharing pictures, you know, of like just like my day, how things are going. Like I love that, and then also like sharing like some sexy photos as well. Um, and I think like a big aspect of, of, of it for me would be like letting them in, like letting them into my world. Like I'm very, I have, I have strong gates to my life and I, I have a very close tight knit circle and uh, not anybody can just get into that circle for me. So it's like when I'm, when somebody will know I like them, when I'm like willing to let them into my world, you know, if you've met my best friend, then you probably are in to my circle, that sort of thing. Um and very much family like if you've met my family like you're in because that would be something that would happen a lot later and connecting with somebody so yeah that's pretty pretty much it for me yeah what about you reno mm -hmm. my mind just went somewhere else for a moment <laughs> I wanted to clarify something just in case it wasn't clear earlier um andrew Schulz, if you're listening um and and if if your if your partner is listening as well, 
totally respect y'all. I'm just saying your man is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but with that, um, this is one of the ways that I express I'm interested in someone. <laughs> I'm direct. I just say it. Um, and I show interest in them. Like I'm I'm interested, I'm curious, I'm connected, I'm playful, I'm flirtatious. Um, and generally, like once connection is established, um, if I feel I'm attracted to a guy, I'll just tell him that I find him attractive, you know, mm. that I'm interested. Um and then I'm curious about exploring that attraction further if if he's up for it, you know. Mm. Um, I'm pretty straightforward, honestly. Like, I, I wouldn't say I don't really hold back. Um, and, like, this sort of thing requires courage, like, even when connection is established. But I feel like even more so when like I'm approaching someone say like at the gym or at the bar or out on the street, it's definitely required more courage when I'm not feeling connected to them. But yeah, I've just found like being genuine goes a really long way. Like just being really genuine and really honest about how I'm feeling and, and really direct. I think that I've seen guys just really appreciate that. And um, it seems to work. Yeah. Hmm. What about so, you, Michael? So you would you would just walk up to somebody at a bar and like you'd be the one to initiate? Yeah, yeah I have. Well, actually, thanks for asking that. Yeah, I would say yes. But <clears throat> speaking to the more, let's say the more feminine part of me now, um, that's where like, I kind of, I use subtle like cues, like I make eye contact or I smile or I like my body speaks as well, like how I move or, um, you know, at the gym, for example, <laughs> back in the day, I used to get like, I used to get turned on and like visibly, visibly turned on. Um, and so that just communicated immediately <laughs> that I was into someone and they followed me right into the steam room and, <laughs> and it was, it was odd. <laughs> so yeah, my body. And then at the club, I find like when I'm dancing, it's pretty potent. Like if I want, you know, if I want someone to see that I'm interested in them or I want to kind of like draw someone in, I just got to hit the dance floor. And usually it's just like, it works like a magnet. And funny enough, straight guys come up to me too. It's like women, like straight women, lesbian women, straight guys, some gay guys, some gay guys, but like, it's the weirdest thing. There've been a lot of like lesbian women, straight men and straight women who seem to just like flock to me. Um, and it's a really interesting experience or, or the like low key say something like later, like when I'm off the dance floor, like a straight dude will come up to me and be like, man, like you really know how to move your hips. Like it was, it was great watching you dance. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. We definitely get into mischief. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, cool. So I, I again answered it from the perspective of these, these crushes that I had over the last week so 
for sure, me, it's the eye contact. I let my eyes do all the talking. Um, I have very expressive eyes. Um, you know, I can just stare somebody into submission. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Other people do that to me and I, I find it creepy. I do not stare, but I will, I can let my eyes kind of give you what I'm asking for. So I can give you friendly and warm. I can give you mischief. I can give you coy and shy and demure. I can mm -hmm. give you assertive and dominant. I can give it, right? So I let my eyes kind of do that, especially if it's like a, a dance club situation or a gym, like where I'm not necessarily speaking to them. I don't know who they are. Now, if I'm feeling brave, then I will go walk up and introduce myself. So if the crush has been like happening for like, let's say it's just been going on all night or it's been like, I just can't keep my eyes off this person, then I will go talk to them. Not at the gym. I won't do that at the gym, but at a, at a bar situation, I will, because I find that's mm -hmm. more appropriate. Um, yeah, and I actually have two examples of how me having this kind of eye contact over time and then me introducing myself to the person has been actually how I met two of my partners, previous exes. Um, and we worked together for years after, so it's worth it. <laughs> uh, the first time was at a park. Uh, he was reading. He was so cute. Little glasses, has a little picnic all set up, and he's reading a book. And I was there kind of maybe 10 feet away. Matt, it's the park that we went to, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, and um, yeah, he was probably about 10 feet away, and I just could not keep my eyes off him. And he was reading, and I'm like, oh, like, be still my heart, a man who reads in the park. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so eventually, like, I was thinking, I remember thinking, like, is it creepy to go talk to him? I have to go talk to him. If he leaves, then I'm never going to forgive myself. I'm never going to see him again, blah, blah, blah. So I did. And I went to go talk to him. And, you know, I was like, hey, come here often. <laughs> Just like one of those. <laughs> anyway, long story short, we ended up together for probably about two years. So it's worth it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I remember you, you told me that story when we were in that park. Yeah. <clears throat> I love I'll that story. It. Yeah. Probably my, my favorite one, though, is when I met my other ex and this was like talk about boy crazy like all of my friends would say i've never seen michael so twitter painted <laughs> then when I, I won't say his name um so i had i was going christmas shopping and i was he worked in retail at the time and I, as soon as i walked in the store we met eyes and it was just like explosions and just like what you see in disney kind of movies and so naturally i just kept going to the store almost every day christmas shopping and all of my gifts that year for were from one store because <laughs> I just needed an excuse to keep going in and seeing him. And I'd find excuses to ask him questions and I'd wait for like when he was available to ask him. And so once Christmas was over, Christmas Eve, I thought, oh, this is it. I have no more excuses to come to the store. I'm not going to see him anymore. And so I wrote a Christmas card and I knew he'd be working Christmas Eve because it's the busiest day of the year. And in the Christmas card, I said something like, thank you for all your help this Christmas season, you've been, you know, such a joy to work with. Um, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and here's my number. If you like, I, I want to oh. see you again after this. So here's my number, you know, please text me. And I ran into the store on Christmas Eve. I gave him the card and I scurried out of there so fast. I didn't even see his reaction. I was like, here you go. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Off I was. And that night I did Christmas dinner with my family as I always do. But my phone was glued to my, like I was at the dinner table like this and I had my phone on my lap just in case anyone texted or called oh. and like I could not keep my eyes off my phone um so surely enough at about nine o'clock he did text me he was oh. single and interested and we went on our first date uh on boxing day and that was that how long were you guys together uh on and off 
probably like five or six years, but we had. Oh, a this few. is the guy. This is the yeah, the yeah, one the that one, you talked about. The one that I've talked about many times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. that's so cute. What an amazing story. So yeah. go for it, guys. My point is, go for it. You never know. I've mm-hmm. been like rejected a thousand times as well, but guess what? I don't remember any of those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So because you shared that, I feel like um, it's so interesting. I, like, I, I want to share more. I want to okay. share a particular experience, actually. Um, so there's there's one in which, like, I moved in with this cute Australian guy who lives in, used to live in the house I live in. I don't know if I've talked about him on here before or not, but. I think it was within my first or second week in this house. I moved in 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 February. Valentine's Day is like my favorite holiday. One of my favorite holidays. Um, And I asked him to be my Valentine. And and he actually said yes. And like, he's straight. Um, But I just was crushing on this guy like so hard. And I was like, I just want to be in closeness to you so he we ended up like going on this cute little date for valentine's and um yeah it was it was really sweet like he bought me a gift i bought him a gift like we held hands at one point too and it was just like it was really really sweet and he's mm-hmm. still my dear friend to this day um but there's another story i met this guy uh at a barbecue and so i don't know if i've shared this on here but I saw this guy and he's like, you know, he's like toned, long brown hair. He's French. Um, and he was doing all these like uh, flow, like movement stuff. And I remember seeing him doing this and I kind of like, <laughs> I was intrigued, but I also kind of rolled my eyes because I was just like, yeah, whatever. He's like one of these guys or something. And then later we ended up talking and we had this amazing conversation and, uh, he was like living out of his SUV because he's like nomadic. And um, so we ended up, we ended up, um, I said to him, if you need a place to park and or like shower or whatever, like you can come use my place, right? You seem cool. I've done the van life thing before I get it. So he's like, oh, thanks. And we kept in touch. We ended up hanging out. We did this like adventure into um, Lynn Canyon here on the West Coast. And um, and then we went out to dinner after. And we get out of the vehicle and we're walking to the place where we're going to go eat. And I said to him, at this point, I knew I was like feeling this guy. And I said to him, I said, you know, there's something I want to share with you before we go into the restaurant. I said, and you know, we're probably going to have a cocktail or something. So I want to say this to you while I'm sober, because that feels in integrity. And this was like, this was back when I drank, I didn't drink anymore. Um, And, but I said to him, you know, I want to say this to you while I'm sober. Um, I find you attractive. And if you're interested, I would like, to invite you back to my place like later on tonight at the end of the night. And he said, let me think about it and I'll let you know. Thank you for sharing that. And so when we were in the restaurant, he says to me, he says to me, "Um, so just to let you know, I didn't say let me think about it because I didn't want to. I said it because I have things to do tomorrow morning 
And I know that if I come home with you, we're probably not going to sleep. Right. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so he got it. We got it. We're both on the same page. Um, so he ended up dropping me off and he kissed me goodnight. And I was like, whoa, okay, there's something here. Cool. Um, and then like I won't get into the details, but essentially we ended up spending more time together. And he took me on this amazing adventure to like this sauna in the woods. Um he gave me a blowjob in the woods. It was amazing. I was, we mm. were in the sauna and he gave me a blowjob. It was brilliant. And mm. I think I've shared this on here before, but, um, but the, again, this is like one of those stories where, you know, it can like, sometimes you get rejected and sometimes you get fucking magic, yeah. you know, mm. like totally unexpected magic, you know? So mm. like Michael, like Michael said, go for it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You have more to gain than you have to lose, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But on that topic, how do we handle unreciprocated feelings? And this is the big <clears throat> thing, right? Like the reason why people, I think, don't want to engage or don't want to tell people how they feel is because of that fear of rejection. What if I make myself look silly? What if they judge me? What if I got this all wrong? So how do we handle that, man? Mm. I just want to say one thing because I just had a bit of a realization. Um, so I, I said, I'm very direct and I am very direct, but I'm usually direct behind my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't approach guys in person actually. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll give them signs like Reno, you, like you said, and then I'll, I'll want them to come up to me. I think I go more into my feminine actually in person. And I want the guys to approach me and come up to me. It's interesting. So when, because of that, I do experience this where I have to handle unreciprocated feelings uh, because guys will approach me. um, And actually, I think I have a pretty approachable energy. So this happens quite a bit. Like if I go out to things, people will come up to me and believe it or not, it's actually usually women. Women always come up to me and I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) I'm like, no. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I just that's an easy one. It's like I'm not gay. So it's like that it's an easy way to handle that. So with a guy that is gay that comes up to me and I'm not into it, um you know, I always lead with so much compassion because again, like why do why don't I go up to guys when I'm there? It's like there's a fear of rejection. So I'll always affirm them and just say like thank you so much. I'm super flattered. Um and I just want to like applaud the courage that it took you to come up and make this advance. Like that's usually what I'll say because it's like it really is a big deal for somebody to come up and and put themselves on the line. So that's usually how I'll handle it. And then I'll just be direct again because the old me maybe would have like, you know, like felt bad, you know, and like maybe given them my number. And then I don't know, like, you know, it's I just think it's so good to You're just like be- let me throw you a mercy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, no, like, no, 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 no. So not. I don't, I don't do that stuff anymore. Um, so very direct. And I'll just be like, Hey, like, I'm not really feeling the spark or the alignment that mm-hmm. I need to. Um, and I always try and be honest because I think some people like lie, like, Oh no, I have a boyfriend and they don't, you know, and it's like, I would rather just be in integrity and just speak up. Um, and then sometimes like for like, you know, I, I can usually feel if people are crushing on me, like on in the online world and like liking my stuff and like, you know, trying to slide into my DMs and things like that. So I'll usually, you know, either be direct or if I don't need to be direct because there hasn't been an, an actual direct advancement, I'll just pull away my my attention or my time or whatever, because I'm like, I don't want to mislead people. Um, and then believe it or not, too, like I always leave the door open for friendship. Because uh, some of my 
my best gay male friends are guys that we maybe we went on a Tinder date or whatever. And that's how we connected. And there was not, there was no chemistry or whatever. And we ended up developing a really nice friendship. So I never like to throw the baby out with the bathwater because it's like sometimes like the connection can really nicely translate into a friendship. Um, sometimes not though. It takes a lot of maturity, I think for that to happen, but um, yeah. So those are some of the ways that I deal with it. What about you, Reno? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> um, you know, you've got me thinking about like how this works in both directions. So I wanna I wanna touch on that. I think um when I had feelings or like a crush on someone else in the past, like and it was unreciprocated, I think it would it would have sent me into sort of a spiral. Mm. Um because I remember being the kid who like one person wouldn't like me and and like maybe the majority would and I'd be focused on the person who didn't like me and I'd come home and be like mom you know like mm -hmm. I don't understand why this person doesn't like me and I'd be trying to like win them over and I really empathize with that kid you know I'm like I understand um these days I'm like you know it's cool it's not like I recognize that it's not personal I recognize that it's not personal and it's not about me and I also welcome direct feedback because I think this is something that we don't do and and I think if it's invited and welcomed then like you know bring it on um but yeah feedback about like something that I have the power to change or improve on you know and generally speaking what I've seen is I don't think if a person I'm into like or sorry if yeah if if I were to change something about myself the person that I'm into would suddenly be into me um I I don't necessarily think it works that way but I appreciate people reflecting how they experience me back to me um and taking that in and um you know at least at least considering it and at most maybe applying some of that so yeah now i'm i would say like i've always been pretty kind and compassionate when it comes to um the reverse because i know what it feels like to be rejected to have unreciprocated you know feelings or to experience unreciprocated feelings so I'm just, I'm really kind and I'm, and I'm honest as well. For the most part, I've ghosted some people. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm -hmm. cause I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that. You know, it's too uncomfortable. And so I've just kind of like, I've not been honest or I've just kind of like ghosted. And, you know, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm not my best work, but I'm growing, you know, I've, I've evolved. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Yeah, um, I love that you guys both said it, and it's like kindness. Either way, whatever way you're, if you're the one who's saying no or the one who's being uh, rejected, um, just kindness is always a nice, <laughs> nice thing to lead with. Whatever the case, um, when I've been on the, I answered it from when I've been on the one who has the feelings and they're not reciprocated. It feels fucking awful. <laughs> that's that's it. Oh, that's all I can say. It feels terrible. Um, and yeah, like you know, it's it's hard at the beginning not to take it personally, like. 
I, I get to the part where like, it's okay, obviously, eventually. But in that moment, it's like, I just want to sink into a hole and bury myself and like never see the light of day again. But that goes away. Like that's where the self-compassion comes into play. Like I can, I can take it and let it hurt and like tell myself all the stories about what I think is this, obviously I'm the problem and all, and all that, but that's a perfect opportunity to practice self-compassion, to practice the things I teach, having your own back, being your own best friend, like holding yourself through it because it is painful. It does hurt. The feelings are valid. You can indulge in them. You can, you know, make it worse for yourself, or you could just kind of say, okay, what I do is like, okay, this is what, this is what rejection feels like, or this is what pain feels like, or whatever it is I'm feeling. I'll just sit with it and say, yeah, okay, this is me having that experience. It's not pleasant. It's not supposed to be, <laughs> but I can kind of gently hold myself through it. So I try to use it for me, if that makes any sense. And like I said, it doesn't, doesn't mean like, oh, yay, like a minute later, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm usually stewing for a little while, but it, it is a good opportunity. And I think that builds empathy for like you guys had said, when the opposite happens to to let someone down gently and say, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, I'm honored. Thank you. But actually, I'm you know, not interested or whatever that may yeah. be. What I will say not to do is don't keep trying because then I don't get kind anymore. <laughs> like if, if people try yeah. and sometimes I get it, like I'll be like, oh, no, no, I'm going to try again. Like maybe I need to do this differently and I'm tempted to want to try again. And I have to like shut that part of me down because it's not cool. It's not cool. And people keep trying and you want to like yeah. win them over. Just don't do that, guys. I've been there. I I've... saw your steam room video. Yes. Oh, my God. You shut shit down. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> that's that's a good video. There's more of those coming up. So stay tuned. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Any final words before I wrap this up? Yeah. Permission to slide in my DMs. <laughs> um, I will yeah. compassionately, you know, redirect you if you're not a fit, if we're not a fit. But if you're listening, a single, ready to mingle. Um, yeah, that's, and thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put this Reno's calling card episode. Right? This yeah. is it. That's actually why I'm here, to be honest. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm here for the DMs. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. Matt, anything for you? Mm. No. No, no, I feel complete. All right, guys. Uh, thank you, viewer, listener, for staying with us on this one. Uh, thank you to my wise and wonderful co-host for making me laugh and giving us all of their insights. Uh, for our audience, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us five stars wherever you're listening to us. Uh, comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, this helps us get into the eyes and ears of people who need it. Um, for those of you who want to continue this conversation, join us in the Zoom Hangout at the end of the month. Uh, the link to get on our email list is in the show notes and that'll be emailed to you. So thank you so much and have a good one. See you next time.